my money. I am earning it and I don't have to ask and I can do what I want with mine. You yes. hear the mine, my, I, it's all single kinds of adverb or, or ad, uh, pronouns. I'll get the right <laughs> English thing. I didn't know it was like an English lesson. The right pronouns here. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, can my husband buy anything he wants if he makes all the money? Yeah. That's a good question. (laughs) And as the husband, I have thoughts. I bet you do. That's right. And And as as the the wife, wife, I've got thoughts too. No, I was going to just say, you just need to listen to my thoughts. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Sounds like you have a question for the day. Yes, I do. Here's the question that we got. Okay. How do you guys handle money? Money. Yeah. Easy topic like money. (laughs) Exactly. Awesome. And and here's the scenario that that was given. Uh, So the, the husband works. Yep. And makes all the money. Okay, well, maybe not all the money. She's a primary, primary income yes. provider. And um, goes out and just makes big purchases. Sometimes okay. it could be a boat. Sometimes it could wow. be, you know, big, big, big purchases. Yeah. And the wife is feeling some feelings about this. I and bet. when she goes to talk to him, he gets really mad and says, well, I make the money. I can make the decisions Got on it. how to spend the money. Got it. Got and it. And so okay. how do you... How do we, the question was, how do we deal with money? How do we deal with money? Yes. That's a great question. And money is just shy of probably one of the hardest topics to talk about. Sex is probably another big one in there. People are really uncomfortable talking about sex, but money's probably the top in the top two somewhere. And that's a pretty significant scenario. If the husband's going out and making huge purchases, uh, what does the wife feel when he's doing this do you know well she didn't have the words to okay. say it but what do you what do you suspect but i suspect that while she's feeling frustrated okay. about these purchases are being made and she's being left out left of out. the okay. decision so left out that's a huge mm-hmm. one yep and um, there's another really big one. Okay. Is there anxiety there for her? I mean, is she kind of freaked out by this or? Uh, she didn't say specifically, okay. but uh, but I would suspect you would so. Guess. Yes, you would guess. I would suspect so. Yeah. And then he just does not want to or is not willing to talk about her discomfort, her feelings right. about his decision. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, let's take this one apart. This one will be good. And yeah. then we'll we'll get your input on this because you as the wife probably have more insight into this than I do. Right. And, and I think we can relate to it a little yeah. bit more because you have been the primary income provider, m- income provider yeah. for us for all yeah. these years. And all the boats that I've bought. <laughs> all the boats that you've <laughs> bought. Boy, you've bought a lot of boats. Yeah. What's happening here is it's still that mentality of me versus we. It's a husband who's in a marriage, but he still doesn't have the we mentality. It's still right. my money. I am earning it and I don't have to ask and I can do what I want with mine. You yes. hear the mine, my, 
I. It's all single kinds of adverb or, or ad, uh, pronouns. I'll get the right <laughs> English thing. I know this is going to be English lesson. The right pronouns here. Because his mentality has not gotten into a marriage mentality yet. And this is actually true for a lot of people who are married. Two people come together, but they still try to hold on to or maintain their individuality. Or their independence. Their independence. And they try to function as what I would describe as a well-run corporation or organization where it's contractual. You will contribute this and this and this, whether that's financially or emotionally or childcare, whatever. But it's kind of obligatory of, Here's what you're going to contribute, and I'm going to contribute these things over here. And as long as you fulfill your end of the bargain, you hold up your end of the contract, I'll hold up my end of the contract, and we will live happily ever after. Because corporations are lovely places to live, emotionally vulnerable, and intimacy and connections like that. Right. And those are never spoken verbally. No, these are always... Always, yes, always assumed. Exactly. And a lot of individuals do that because they are afraid of getting burned. They're afraid or have a really hard time trusting someone else that someone else is going to look out for their best interests, is going to meet their needs, is going to care about their feelings. And so they want to maintain their individuality. And that mentality makes marriage much, much harder. I'm not going to say impossible because there are couples who live that way their entire marriage, but it causes what you are describing. It causes these opportunities for stress, for doubt, for conflict, for power struggles all the time because you're now debating about who owns what. Right. And is that based upon what you are contributing? Is that based upon financially what you're contributing? Is it based upon energy what you're contributing? So I stayed home for the last 15, 20 years raising the kids. How do you put a dollar amount on that? Right. How do you quantify these things? And so there's two things happening. One is that individual mentality is still present. Rather, it's a me versus we mentality. And then the second thing is happening is what do you value? Do you value actual cash money, something that is tangible? Do you value um, emotional input into raising kids? Do you value emotional intimacy between you and your spouse? What do you value? And it sounds like this guy values cold hard cash. Right. And that's not uncommon for a lot of guys. Again, for a lot of people, but I'm going to put it into kind of stereotypical. Men sometimes a lot of time, determine if they are successful or not by the number of zeros behind their name. Right. That goes to when we talk about men and women. And Mm -hmm. this is a perfect example of the there's uh, men and women. What's the word for it? There's there's two things that start with an S that men and women. Primary needs. Yes, their primary needs. Thank you. I just couldn't pull that up. So men and women have two primary needs that start with an S. And we talk about this in our workshops and I don't think we've talked about no, it in a but, while. But, but it this plays is, into this for but sure. But this is perfect yeah. for that because for men, my primary need your is your primary what? need is not sex, though that's Everyone really nice. It is, yep. it is significance. Yes. And your job, the money that you yep. earn gives you that significance. Yes. And the toys that I have. And the toys that you have. Yeah. Yes. Sex does make you feel good. Yeah. And when a woman wants you, that makes you feel significant. Exactly. So that's why a lot of people exactly. think that it's sex. Yep. For women, 
when I'm so focused on getting my needs met and I completely do that to the detriment of yours, your primary needs are safety and security. Yes. Or ex- stability. You can yes. pick one of three S's. Safety or security. And when I'm not talking to you about my decisions, when I am not sharing with you why I want to do this, when I'm not even considering your feelings in this, and I absolutely threaten that safety or security. Right. Well, and we don't know how much money they make. Right. And so so if they don't make a whole lot and right. he's going out and making these big purchases yeah. out without discussing it with her that really really rattles a sense of safety like oh my goodness are we going to have the money to pay next month's bills and so even um, if they had a lot of money i mean they were independently wealthy it's still the idea of you are acting independently you're not thinking about or consulting with your spouse exactly and when you do that it communicates in a non-verbal way that your feelings don't matter to me right that that you're I'm not, I'm not showing care for you. I'm saying care for me first. I want a boat to make me feel better. Right, exactly. And that, again, it will always cause problems in a marriage over and over and over again. Yes. So what do we do? What do we tell them to do? Well. If they were sitting in our living room right now. Well, before we get to what we will tell them to do. Okay. I just thought that we could answer their question of what do we do? What do we do? We do. Oh, so so make it personal. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. That's an easy answer. That's a really, really easy answer. Um, you, we don't have my money and your money. We don't have the separate only, accounts. The only time we have my money and your money is, <laughs> is, birthday is money. if we get birthday or money yep. or Christmas yep. money. And your money, you just give to us. You just use it for whatever. And I'm yeah. like, but that's your money. And you're like, no, it's not. It just goes into the pot for whatever we need it for. But no, if it's my birthday money, then it's my birthday money. <laughs> so let's be really, really clear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dear listener, as you're listening to this, it's not just the amount of money. It's the actual bills that you get. Okay. <laughs> so if there's two $20 bills and one was given to her as a birthday gift and one is just normal money, you can't mix them up or else nope. you ruin the the birthday magic that yes. comes along with it. This is just one of the bags of crazy that he married. And I learned it the hard way, just so we all know. It's just wonky what you do. But okay, that's but so that's that's just kind of a side. Thirty bucks, off, fifty bucks yes. for a birthday. That's that's right. not what we're talking about. No, here. it is in isn't. general. But it, f- for us, we decided that it was everything was going to be ours. Yes, and that we would talk about any decisions that we we were going to make if we were going to spend more than fifty dollars, yeah, or we we picked some a amount. amount. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when our, we had four little kids and you were working and I was staying home and we were kind of dirt poor, yep. that meant that even $5 yeah, of extra spending money, extra spending, we talked yeah. about because we wanted to make sure we were on the same page and that we would be walking down the same road yeah. and that nothing was going to cause any any um, uncomfortability on my part of just my safety and my security. Yeah. And nothing was going to make you uncomfortable like, oh, my wife's just off spending willy nilly. Exactly. Because typically the women are the ones that are the spenders. We we like to do that when we're stressed. Yeah, or stereotypically, t- that's been portrayed on most right. media things. Right. Yeah, is, yeah, the, the woman's out of control, even though that's not always the case. Right, like exactly. That. We got too many examples where it's the man. But yeah, this, in this situation, this it situation is. situation, it is. Yeah. So. And we made those decisions because you and I got into the mindset that that we are one unit now. We've we've given up our individuality and we are now one unit. That's why if you were to die, I would 
be lost because I'd lose half of myself in some way. I would survive. I would make sure. it through, but it would be devastating. And I would I would hate to lose you in some way. Right. But I understand and you understand that because we are married, every decision I make affects another human being. Exactly. You and our kids. And I take that very seriously. I don't get to make independent decisions anymore. Not even just around money, but around time and energy sure. and just how I spend my resources, where I spend some of my dreaming and, you know, hopes and visions for the future. Right. All of that affects you. And I am not naive enough to understand that that I can compartmentalize that. Right. And I chose that. I was intentional about that when we got married. I knew I was not going to get my way for the rest of my life. Right. That's a huge thing right there. It is. I am not going to get my way for the rest of my life. We were dumb enough to have four kids. <laughs> and for the last 27 years, we haven't got our way. Right. Because instead of going on a nice vacation somewhere 20 years back or, you know, 15 years back, we had to pay for stupid things like shoes and underwear and school band things and right. books football and, and football. And I don't get my way. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yes. Because it was a conscious decision. It right. was a intentional choice to do that. Right. I think for me, too, because I stayed home with the kids, yeah. having the knowledge that it was an us yeah. and our money, yeah. I didn't feel like, what is, do I have permission to go buy a pair of socks or a pair of underwear or, you know, those aren't things that you should really need to discuss mm -mm. if you're going to go purchase. Mm -mm. But if you are in, in a household where the mentality is, I make the money, this is my money, yeah. you have to go ask right. for those things. And that's really difficult yeah. when you're trying to raise a family uh, feel like you're valuable yeah. because when you're raising kids and cleaning the house and and doing all the homely things that doesn't there's not a lot of value that's put on that it's yeah. just kind of an expectation and then having to ask if you can go buy makeup or if you can right. go buy socks or if you can go get your hair done yeah. with knowing that the answer could be no yeah that's incredibly difficult it really really is and I didn't do good at this early on in our marriage. I will fully and completely admit this. I did not see the value that you were contributing when you were staying home and watching the kids. And I'd come home and the house was dirty and the laundry still wasn't done. And I can remember going, what, what have you been what are you doing, doing all, all day? day? Are you just sitting around watching TV and just playing? You aren't contributing as much as I am. And I had that mental imbalance of power. I am better than you. Right. You felt it. Oh, and yeah, I, for sure. It was not a good season of our marriage. No. I'm embarrassed by it. In that aspect, no. As far as just on the topic of money, that was never an issue. I still had a difficult time just yeah. because we really didn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable yeah. making purchases. I did because, like, I don't want to spend our money and waste it. Sure. But I think that was... could could have partly been I didn't feel my own value yeah. either. And, and you had to get to that point. And for sure. so... Um, but as far as, but if I had asked you, would it be okay? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, of course, you yeah. don't need to ask me. But as far as like big purchases, anything that was a significant purchase, vacations, travel, 
furniture, things like that. We always, always would talk about it. And then we'd sleep on it for 24 hours just to make sure that we weren't just making this rush, feel good kind of decision that the next day we'd go buyer's remorse. Exactly. And um, that was really important that we would, that we stayed on the same page when it came to spending money. Let's go back to this other couple. Every time she tries to talk to him, he gets really defensive and it ends up in a fight. Yeah, that sucks. What do you oh think my about goodness. That? I I can't even imagine that. Yeah. That's just Again, it communicates that he is not aware of the needs of his wife. Right. And it, whether it's about money or about any other things, if if he's not tuned in enough to recognize, wait a second, my wife is emotionally upset about this and I care about her feelings, so I'm going to listen, understand, validate, empathize, all these necessary skills it takes to be a really good husband. If those are missing, then it's going to be really difficult to talk about anything, right? especially something as charged as money and power and control. It's actually sure. not a money conversation. It's a control conversation. Yes. Who has control of the money? Who has the power? And it could go sideways really, really bad. So if I had the husband sitting in my living room right here and I get to talk to him, it would be, do you understand? Do you recognize? Do you see that you actually consider things, objects more important than your wife, a human being? Something that is created in the image of God and has more inherent value than anything on the planet. Do you recognize that that's how you are treating your wife? And let's see how he responds to that. That might be an interesting conversation. I don't know. Right. For sure. Because some people don't believe that. But we do. People are always more important than things. Right understanding feelings. I might not always agree with your feelings, but I absolutely want to always provide an opportunity for you to share your feelings. Right. And then we will work through it so that you feel heard and understood and validated and empathized with. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything that this wife can do or say or a way to start a conversation with her husband or should she just tell him, listen to this podcast? Yeah, I was going to say, don't (laughs) listen to this podcast because it probably won't help. No. (laughs) Yes. A couple steps that would be really, really clear. Number one is don't wait until there's a major purchase that's already been done to now discuss your attitudes or your general approach towards money. Because right. now people are defensive and you're going to trigger that defensive brain when nothing's on the table and before anything's purchased. It's like, hey, we need to have an intentional conversation about how we are relating. And one of those things is about money. I'd like to see where do you fall in your attitudes towards money? And is this your money, our money? How do we budget money? How do we regulate money? How right. do we make decisions about money? All the things that we just talked about here. But you don't do that in the midst of a major decision that you're trying to deal with in some way right because number one the way you ask the questions in in the middle of that situation you are already upset about it and that is automatically going to cause defensiveness and your spouse and you're not going to get anywhere it's a problem yeah absolutely again it goes back to the dog training principle you never try to teach a dog how to sit and stay on the corner of a really busy intersection because if he messes up you have a dead dog who's going to run out in the traffic. You always train when you're out of the situation that you need them to be obedient in because it's safer. It's a much better environment to, if things go sideways, not a lot of damage is going to be done. So don't wait until you're in the midst of a major situation to have the conversation, have it early. If he still won't talk about it. If it's like, we're not going to talk about anything about our marriage, about our values, about whose roles are doing what. I'm not going to even just talk about this. We're just going to be married. That's a problem. And 
pretty much the only thing that can happen there is if you have to have a professional in the room to kind of uh, right. navigate, to um, arbitrate, to mediate that, those conversations. Right. That's about the only option at the moment. And if he still isn't willing to do it at that point, then you go back to a road trip metaphor. We get in the car and, hey, let's take a road trip together. And you go, great, where are we going? Shut up. Just get in the car and let's go. Well, when are we going to stop for bathroom breaks? Stop asking me questions. Well, are we going to get food along the way? Stop asking me questions. Where are we staying? Just trust me. That's not a very fun road trip for you. No. You have to be able to talk about the process as well as the problem. You have to be able to engage on the process of being married. Right. Not just be married. Right. Exactly. And, and again, some people aren't aren't wired that way or don't have that skill set to discuss and to hear the opinions and recognize the needs of others. Because if we're in the car and you're constantly going, it's freezing in here. I'm going, I'm fine. And you're going, can we turn the AC down? Man, you always want everything. I mean, if those are causing the arguments, because I, as a husband, am not paying attention to your experience, it's going to be really difficult to, t- to take a road trip together. Right, right. Whether that road trip is to, you know, Duluth or whether that road trip is 30 years of marriage, 50 years of marriage. It's a hard thing to travel together. So that's what I would suggest. I would suggest um, having someone who can help you navigate that, that yeah. conversation. It's a good question, though. It was, it was a good topic to bring up, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we've really done a whole lot on we haven't. money. And we haven't. Uh, watch this. This is going to be fun. Okay? okay. If this is your situation, dear listener, and you are going, man, this is dead on. I wish we had more tools for this. You like where this is going so far? <laughs> yeah, I do. Securemarriage.com is a good place to go. We actually built something called the Relationship Roadmap. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you've heard this, but the Relationship Roadmap has some really good tools around some of these things. Um, one part of the Relationship Roadmap is a conflict resolution. How do you resolve that? And one of those topics is called brawling versus boxing. And it's about the mentality or the attitude you go into having conflict. This couple is in a brawling mentality yes. instead of a boxing mentality. And believe it or not, in this metaphor, the boxing's a good thing, the brawling's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to learn about that, if you want to figure out how to how to have really good conflict resolution, then we suggest you start with the relationship roadmap. It's a course you can purchase and it's the bomb. It's cool. A lot of couples who are taking it and gone through it said this is really, really, really helpful. Even sometimes better than counseling. No, no promises. We're still saying you need a professional, but sure. it is a really good supplementary tool for people who are wanting to work on the relationship. So securemarriage.com and right at the top there or somewhere on the homepage, there's a way to purchase the relationship roadmap. Yeah. Homepage is always changing as, you know, things. Yeah, pop as we up have here. new things pop up. Yeah. We also just released a premarital program. So if you're going, we want to avoid this problem in the first place. Yes. And we want to get some premarital coaching in this, then you can actually sign up. There's three different levels for the premarital stuff that's available now. All of them include the prepare and enrich assessment. assessment. So you take this assessment, the two of you, and then I will have a 90 minute meeting with you guys and kind of facilitate going through what those results mean. You can find out if you're a very compatible couple or if you're a very conflicted couple. I think you'd like to know that before you get married. That would be helpful. Again, before you take a road trip, how are you going to travel together? Exactly. What are the attitudes, communication, values, all these things. So we had a lot of people asking for premarital stuff. So we built something finally and that's now available. So check that out if that's where you're at. Or if your kids are getting married or your grandkids are getting married or your best friends are getting married or something and you want to give them a lovely gift. There's a way to do some gift cards for them as well or gift certificates. So you can pay for it. Yep. Anyway, I think that's it. 
Alrighty. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you later. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.